Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions, even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm Julie, your host, and I'm thrilled you're with us this evening. It is the 30th of March. March is almost over. Oh, my gosh. It's going fast, isn't it? The first quarter of the year is almost over. And uh, my week went really fast. I'm sure yours did as well. But we have a couple of callers that have joined us already. Hopefully more will as, as we go through the show. And I have lots of questions that have been submitted online. So keep your questions coming. Those of you that don't can't join us because of time differences or bathing babies or bedtime babies or whatever you're doing with your families, submit your questions online and I'll get as many of those answered as I can. And uh, I also use them for my blog. So if I don't get an answer on this show, there's a good chance that it'll be chosen for the blog eventually that comes out every Thursday morning. My intention in doing this show is to provide information insight and comfort to people all around the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. So let's go ahead and get going. I believe our first caller is Patty. Hi, Patty, are you with us? Yes. Hi, Judy. How are you? Hi, girl. How are you? I'm fine. Good. Please tell everybody where you're calling from. I'm calling from Queens, New York. Queens, New York. The queen from Queens. Yes. Have you... Got your gotten your snow melted? Yeah, yeah. Thank God, thank God. Now we're supposed to have nasty weather tomorrow. Well, they've they've just gotten smacked down here in the mm-hmm. south. It's staying a little bit north of us in Birmingham, but my husband was in Louisiana all week. See, I say that like a southerner, don't I? Louisiana. When I was a Yankee, I'd call it Louisiana. But he was over in Baton Rouge and. He said he's never driven through rain like that. They had 100-mile-an-hour winds, did a lot of damage in Texas and Louisiana, and I think some other areas, I'm not sure where, but I know it. It most of it veered north of us and was going up near Nashville, and I had heard on the news today that the Nashville schools were closed just in anticipation mm-hmm. of this storm coming through. So yeah. um, that's probably what's making its way to you, but hopefully it will lose a lot of steam by the time it gets up to you. Yeah, I just pray that because I heard about tornadoes just the other yesterday or something. I just pray that you know these weather subside. You know, it's kind of nice to have rain because we all need rain. We all need sunshine, and we all need rain to balance out. We all right. do, but you don't want the damaging effect. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and especially down here because all the trees are starting to bloom and it's gorgeous. So mm-hmm. I hate it when it rains and blows really hard and then all those blossoms fall off the trees and we don't get to enjoy them as long. Mm-hmm. But anyways, well, so what's going on with you? You got a question for me? Yeah, um, I, I tried to call last week. Um, this is what it is. Um, I took a hair analysis test back um, uh, towards the end of last year. 
And I was told that my copper level was fine. And then in January, I took um, a copper level blood test. And what it is, um, they test two things, total copper level and serum plasm. Serum plasm is bounded copper, and that's how your body uses it. Mm-hmm. Unbound copper becomes like um, it oxidizes, it destroys your body. Serum plasm. <laughs> so you need three molecules of copper and one molecule of retinol to, to make serum plasm. So whatever the total amount is, the total copper level, you take the serum plasm and you times it by three, and you minus that amount from the total copper. If it's more than 15, then you have mm-hmm. copper toxicity. Mm-hmm. Now, since um, I think since 2001, I've taken several blood tests. So my serum plasm went from 19.8 to up. The highest has been 56. Now these last two blood tests, the other one. Uh, previous blood test I took in November was 44, which, uh, my um, uh, copper toxicity, and then the next one was um, 40. So it's gone down. And, mm-hmm. and I asked you back in January, do I have this disease called Wilson's disease? Because people who have this disease um, can't use copper properly, so you have to have copper toxicity. But just because you have copper toxicity doesn't mean you have Wilson's disease. And you told me I don't have Wilson's disease. But I'm trying to get my copper level lower. You know, I'm just hoping that um, I'm taking a lot of zinc. I'm taking a lot of copper-lowering vitamins. Um, I'm trying to do a low-copper diet. So I'm just, I, I just, actually just the other day, I felt very confident that by June, because I want to start juicing again to get my body detoxify and put a lot of minerals in my body because if you keep eating too much meat it's it's going to cause an acidy body instead of an alcohol a balance uh because i don't want uh, a lot of people suffer from acidosis um um yeah acidosis your body's very acidic and uh-huh. that a lot you could get cancer that way and i have a, a, a family history of cancer so i'm trying to do what i can but I noticed that if I take a, if I eat a lot of meat, it puts a lot of zinc or B12, I feel better. And that's what's been going on these last two days. But I just, for some reason, somebody's telling me I feel confident that I'll be able to lower my copper level. But I'm doing the best I can. So I'm just hoping that my, my cop, uh, my, co- uh, my unbounded copper level of 40 has gone down. So I asked you last week and you said, you know, I think it did. You feel it did, and now you told me to come back, uh, call back, so we can discuss right. it further. Right, because you called in at the end of the show, and we just had a couple yeah. minutes to chat, I believe, last yeah. week. Yeah. And I think, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, Patty, I got that your rate last Thursday, at least, was mm-hmm. 37 at that right. on that day. And, mm-hmm. of, of course, that's going to change, and probably it's going to go up and down depending on mm-hmm. what's going on with you. Hopefully, mm-hmm. it'll, it'll continue to go down. I still get that you do not have Wilson's disease. I don't even mm-hmm. know what Wilson's disease is. What is it? Right. It's when your body does not use copper. It stores copper. Okay. And right, it stores copper, and it doesn't use it correctly. Now, a lot of people who have Wilson's disease have low serum plasm levels. My, mine's supposed to be between 20 and 30. Mine's fine. Mine's above 20. 
Right, so I don't have to worry about that. People, you know, but uh, and you're supposed to have a ring around the eyelid, uh, around the uh, the iris of the eyes. I don't have uh-huh. that because I've gone to the doctor. Okay, it's when your body's storing copper and it doesn't use it correctly, and it doesn't <laughs> eliminate it. So is it very common? I've never heard of it, and I've never it's, heard of a, of somebody having problems with uh-huh. copper. Right. It's um, it, it's a rare genetic disease, and because my okay. grandmother, my grand aunt, and great uncle died of liver cancer, that's what got me to research about uh, copper. Because I took a copper supplement um, twenty years ago, and I got sick the, the fourth time, the third or fourth time I used it. So it's like I threw it off. I took a copper. So that's how I learned about copper toxicity. Okay. People could go into a coma. You want if the more oh, copper geez. you have. Right, it damages your liver, and you could go into a coma and die. It's a fatal okay. disease. But if you treat it, you know, um, there's medicine to treat it. But the doctor's saying I don't have Wilson's disease, so I don't need to take prescription medicine to lower it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let it. me get you on my radar, Patty, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. let me scan you and see what's going on. See what I see, what I can see in my mm-hmm. mind's eye. And for mm-hmm. those of you that are first-time listeners, the way that this works is I raise my vibrational level to the level of spirit. When our spirits are in non-physical, they vibrate at a faster rate simply because when our spirits are in our body, when we're living uh, and we're in human form, we vibrate at a slower rate because our bodies have mass. So what I do is I raise my vibrational level. I turn this on and off at will. I don't go around scanning people because I don't believe it's ethical to do that, number one. Number two, uh, it's really none of my business. And number three, I don't really want to know. So I'm going to – it takes me a nanosecond to turn it on. I will see Mm -hmm. a laser laser beam in my mind's eye. My eyes will be closed. Mm -hmm. It will go from my body here in Birmingham, Alabama. We'll go northeast, and it'll hook into Patty and Queens. And then I'm Mm going to – which is near – which is New York City, basically. And I'm going to shoot energy from the bottom of her feet up through the top of her head. And then it's as if I'm looking at an X-ray or a CT scan or an MRI. So, Miss Patty. I'm going to get my laser beam headed to you. It'll just take a second to get you on my radar. That's kind of my my way of putting it. Uh, okay, laser beam's heading northeast. Got you. Okay, shooting energy. You look inflamed, girl, to me. You look really inflamed. Let me, let me get the inflammation down and see. Do you feel inflamed? Do you feel puffy? Do you feel achy? Do you feel any of that? Well, I'm always, um, because I know you told me um, when I spoke to you back in January about I have too much candida and I'm trying to lower it. I, I'm taking grapefruit seed abstract. And right. uh, and I think it is working because I, um, I believe that it's working, even though I have sugar cravings. Uh, I know because I, I researched a lot, Rick Seat uh, is working, you know. I'm hoping that it is working as long as I keep taking it. And I actually start to take now uh, alpha-lipolic acid, which is an antioxidant. It's supposed to chelate copper out of my body. Okay, copper is not your biggest problem. Candida yeast is your biggest problem. Okay. You, you're, you're still fall, 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 fall of candida okay. yeast. And everybody, it looks like white powder. 
that you can see if you're baking bread in a, an mm. envelope of yeast or that white powder mm. that you'll see on a roll. I think that's what's causing all this stuff. And mm. let me ask, because the candida patty releases a bunch of toxins into the bloodstream, 99 mm-hmm. known toxins into the bloodstream. That does all kinds of funky stuff, including uh, it makes the cell membrane on the outside of all of our cells tough so that different minerals and chemicals and hormones can't get into the cells to nourish them. And so I'm going to ask the question, is, is patties, are patties copper issues caused by the candida overgrowth? And I get a big yes. Mm-hmm. So I think you're concentrating on the wrong thing. I believe mm-hmm. if you concentrate on the candida, mm-hmm. and did I give you, when we've spoken in the past, did I give you the bulletproof exec um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. slash diet? If you download that free food chart, everybody, mm-hmm. it's bulletproof, just like it sounds, B-U-L-L-E-T, proof.com, exec, which is short mm-hmm. for executive, um, you can download a free food chart. And if you eat what's on that list, Patty, I think you really need to increase your good fats, your mm-hmm. olive oil. And, and I know you've told me you're Italian when, you've, when we've spoken in the past. And so mm-hmm. olive oil, you guys should have jugs of that stuff probably. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah we do. We do. And, um, and av- do you like avocado? Yeah, but that's full of copper. I'm trying to stay away from that. But if you increase the good fats, it's going to help with the candida. Uh It's going to make you not be craving sugar as much. And Uh it's also, I think your copper levels are going to stabilize on their own. I think you're focusing on the wrong thing. I think you need to be... How much is my copper toxicity level right now? Has it gone down since I... still get a 37 on it. Okay. But I believe if you focus on the candida... Mm-hmm. and you focus on getting that under control, the rest of this stuff's all going to balance out on its own. And it, there's, a, there's I, a medicine. I did, I did Patty, there's, about yeah. there's a medicine that I want you to look into getting, mm-hmm. get your doctor to order it for you, and it's called Nystatin. N-Y-S-T-A-T-I-N. Okay. And um, and that is an antifungal that's found in the ground. Actually, it was mm-hmm. discovered in New York State, which is why the wow. NY for New York and Staten for Staten Island. Mm-hmm. And it it kills yeast on contact. Mm-hmm. And so what you want to do is you want to mix a little bit of that, like a half mm-hmm. a teaspoon to start in a little bit of water and mm-hmm. drink that, follow it with a lot of other water you know, like a big glass of water, and then eat. So do that before you eat. Do it three or four times a day. Mm-hmm. That's going to help get your yeast under control more, faster than anything. Okay, I that's actually, like diet. Okay, I actually, and, I, and you, you want to stay away from sugar, which I know mm-hmm. the, the yeast mm-hmm. helps you crave sugar because that's what it uses for food. Mm-hmm. So stay away from sugar. Stay away from fermented things. Stay away from alcohol, wine, mm-hmm. alcohol, beer, wine and beer mm-hmm. especially because they're fermented with yeast. Mm-hmm. And when you eat dinner, freeze the leftovers. Put them in a little Ziploc bag mm-hmm. and freeze mm-hmm. them because mm-hmm. leftovers start to degrade by mm-hmm. yeast, having yeast mm-hmm. on them. 
And if you're going to eat a piece of fruit, peel it. Mm -hmm. Because the peel is full of yeast. And if you want to put lemon in your water, squeeze the lemon juice into your water, but never put a slice of lemon or any other, you know, fruit, citrus fruit, or sometimes you can go to a fancy hotel and they'll have cucumbers and lemons and limes and stuff in the water. You're just, you're just drinking yeast water when that happens. Drink plain water. If you need the lemon, if you want the lemon flavor, just squeeze some lemon in there. Okay. But I think that's what's going on. All right. All right. So, uh, so good luck with that. Please let me know how you're doing, but focus on the candida. Okay. I'll make you laugh. My sister and my brother and sister got married last year, and now they're going to have the wedding reception next Saturday. Do you think my sister is going to throw the bouquet towards me? or they, they, My brother's not going to do it. He doesn't want my sister to. Do you think she's going to do it? Like, throw yeah, it I do. To me? I do. You see a bouquet, uh, a bouquet, she's throwing a bouquet. But she's not going to do it at the reception. Maybe she'll do it on the side. I think she's going to do it at the reception. I think she's going to throw it to you. Right. So I think you've been prepared. But my, my sister said that she was not. She's not going to do the bouquet tour. But I asked her if I can hold the bouquet. So I figured we're, we're going to be taking pictures in, a, in um, an hour before the cocktail hour with my family. Yeah. So I'm assuming uh, that. I think she may be trying to trick you. I think you better be prepared to catch that thing. You better practice your catching skills. Because she's not doing it. Okay. Well, let me let me let you go. I got another okay. caller I'm going to take and um have fun at the wedding. You know, start doing this special eating diet after next week. You guys are going to be eating all kinds of great food probably with yeah, all the wedding yeah. stuff going yeah. on and enjoy it and and uh I hope you catch the bouquet if she throws Bye-bye. it. Thank okay. You. Thanks, Patty. Thank take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Our next caller is Susie. Hi, Susie. Are you with Hi. us? Yes. Hi, thank girl. You. How Hi, are you? It's so funny. I, I come here and I always um, call just to listen. And then once I'm on the call, I, I hear things that get me thinking. And I think about asking something. And so um, I, I was curious to know whether you would think I need to take um, a ZPAC antibiotic because I have not had a cold in in July, it'll be eight years, but then recently I got upset with stuff on the TV, with politics, and I noticed I got a cold a couple, uh, about six weeks ago, and then that was my first one, it was a minor one, and then now, um, as of the Sunday before last, it'll be two weeks of Sunday, I had something that feels like a sinus cold, and then Mm -hmm. my husband was saying, oh, you should just take the antibiotics that I had, the Z-Pak, but I also don't, I don't want to take it if it's just my mom's a nurse and she's saying, you know, you don't, you don't want to take it if it's not, um, you know, necessary. Bacterial. So yeah. I'm just wondering, because it seems like I would get better. Last Saturday I was all better. And then Sunday uh-huh. there was some stress and I got worse. And then, you know, I thought I was all better. And then yesterday I had a really busy day and it got worse again. So I just don't know whether to think that it's a maybe multiple colds that I got and, and whether it's just a cold and not to take the antibiotics because, like I said, I don't want to um, do that. And also, I guess while you're checking, um, I did start taking that probiotic that you, you know, the one from the refrigerator that I'd asked you about weeks ago. So I've been mm-hmm. taking that, and I'm wondering if if that um, is helping with the yeast. And at the same time, I my thyroid has been uh, hypothyroid since I was 20, 
but mm-hmm. so 30 years, but I, um, re, for the last year or so, year and a half, it's been, the TSH went really low, and so they kept lowering the dose and lowering the dose and lowering the dose, and I don't know, I forgot, I, the blood work um, form was uh, incorrect when I went to get my blood work recently, so they didn't have it, you know, to test it, so now I need to go back, but I don't know whether, you know, since I just had it done, you know, the other blood work, whether to just wait a couple months and whether you're able to tell whether the my thyroid level seems okay now or or not, because I, I guess I have to go get So you're tested. still on medication for the thyroid? I am. He just lowered the dose a lot, so. I get that you're not on the proper dosage. Oh. Does it just seem um, like it's still too high? And that's high before I even really? get you on my radar. I just was oh. asking a question. So are you feeling symptoms that you would normally feel if your thyroid was too low? Are you extra fatigued or you have heart palpitations or anything like that? Oh, you know, I didn't think of it being too low because it's been too, the TSH has been too high. But mm. yeah, those, I mean, I kind of been having those symptoms, but it's hard to say if it's... I'm getting that it's too low. It's too low. Okay, so maybe I should go get tested then and be sure what's going on since I, yeah, that helps me because otherwise I was going to wait some months. If you told me it looked fine, I was going to wait for months until I go do the blood work again. So, um, oh yeah, okay. that's not fun getting stuck for that. Uh, okay, so you think it's too low, like the, the, the thyroid, I think that it's my too TSH low. is, not that the TSH is too low, but my thyroid is too low. Um... Because it's kind of a funny question, like the opposite. When the TSH goes too low, it means that my thyroid is getting higher. I'm getting that it's your thyroid. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, because I was lowering it a lot. So, okay. And then I think it's it's dipped a little low. Okay. All right. So pay attention, Susie, to how you feel. Yeah, it's hard to know when I... Because I'm, you know, could just be tired from all the traveling I do and stuff these days. So that's why it's hard to know. And then, do you have the um, candida's any better? Um, yeah, I'll take my radar and we'll see what's going on with that. And then whether the antibiotics would be helpful or whether it's just cold. Yeah, yeah I, those of us with candida, boy, we try and steer clear of the antibiotics because it just throws us into a tailspin, lets those yeasties have a party, and then it's hard to get them under control again. But mm-hmm. would you please tell everybody where you're calling from? Sure, San Francisco Bay Area. Francisco. All right, do you have stuff in bloom? Is it allergy season out there? You know, I don't tend to have allergies, so I don't know. My, I, I really don't pay attention to that, so All right. it may well be, but I don't really know. My son's in L.A., and I know his allergies are bothering him down there, and I think especially this year because you guys have had so much rain, mm, there's a lot of yeah. stuff growing that hasn't grown in a long time. And mm. so that Jonathan was saying that the allergies, at least in Southern California and L.A., are a lot worse than they have been for oh. the past several years because everything's growing mm-hmm. yeah. and all that, all that Makes stuff sense. is green. Um, so, Okay. Here goes my laser beam. I'm going to connect to Miss Susie in San Francisco. It's going from me here in Sweet Home, Alabama, and it is heading west, northwest. So, okay, got you. Yeah, you've got um, the energy, Susie, always goes to where it's needed the most. And great case, you're a great case in point because the energy is going to your gut not going to your head with these cold symptoms it's going to your gut first and it's it's somewhat inflamed 
I can see the yeasties. Uh, let me get underneath that. You've got a bunch of it in your intestines, and it, it almost is kind of in a paste consistency. Have you, have you ever made a roux when you make gravy? During the holidays, you yeah. mix flour and water together, and it gets kind of into a paste almost. Uh-huh. That's that's what the yeast looks like. I've got some feedback on this line. Are you on a speakerphone by any chance? No, but let me take my headset off. Is okay. that better? Yes, way better. Thanks. Okay, sorry. I can hear myself talking. Like oh, sorry. Go. Yeah, way better. Thanks. And Thank um, so let me clear that out of your intestines. And um, what I'm watching, it's so funny when, I, when I'm watching these healings occur, and that's what's happening when I'm watching it get cleared out. I've spent, as I, I've mentioned before, I've spent 35 years of my career in and out of surgery developing surgical devices that I've invented and testing prototypes and re-enhancing things and stuff like that. So I, so during healings, I see a combination of surgical instruments used and what we would consider, those of us that are our age, Susie, what we would consider to be Sears craftsman tools. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> yours was always known. That was the place that my dad always went and perhaps yours too to go get tools. You know, Sears had the best tools. So um, what I'm watching is, is a putty knife that, we, that you'd use to spackle you know, if you're mm-hmm. patching a piece of drywall or something and you're spackling, I'm watching a putty knife just lift this paste off in your hey. intestines. And you've got some inflammation underneath it. The lining of the intestines is only one cell thick, so it's mm-hmm. really fragile. And when we get an overabundance of yeast in our gut biome, they call it, that's all the bacteria in our, in our gut, our intestines, our stomach, our, that whole GI tract, it, um, it causes little teeny tiny tears in that membrane that's mm-hmm. only a cell thick. You have a bunch of those. So what I'm watching yeah. happen now is I'm watching those little tears get, get put back together. It's like little sutures. They're each taking a suture or two, an energetic suture. Great. And um, those are all getting repaired. You've got a bunch of them, especially in your intestinal tract, Hmm. um, more so even than your stomach. And your intestines look to me like they're inflamed. So I'm going to let that do its thing for a minute, and then I'm going to come back. So that's still part of the healing that's happening. So let me um, go up to your head and see what's going on. This is viral. It's it's viral, what you have. Okay, that's good. I'll probably take the antibiotics then. (laughs) No. I think the, antib- the antibiotics are given most of the time when we have colds and that kind of stuff. And they're, they're prophylactic in case it goes into a bacterial infection. But it, it'll get better on its own. And I believe you and I have talked about the vitamin C and zinc regimen before. Um, we? I don't remember that. Okay. I don't remember that. Esther C., the woman's oh, okay. name. Esther C. Name yeah, Esther I do remember C. hearing that term. Okay. okay, Esther C. Get a thousand milligrams. You can get it at most grocery stores, most drug stores. I know Whole Foods has it. Sprouts has it. Okay. Uh, you know those kind of places. And then mm-hmm. get get the thousand milligram capsules if you can. If they don't have that, you can usually find it in five hundred milligram tablets. And uh-huh. you can absolutely get this stuff online at Amazon. If you okay. can't find it at the grocery store, which I'm sure you'll be able to where you are. Mm-hmm. And then get 50 milligrams of zinc tablets. 
Okay. Okay. And you want to take 1,000 of C and 50 of zinc three times a day until you're better. It's an immune booster. Okay. And okay. you're going to you're going to be amazed at how at how much quicker you're going to heal when you do the vitamin C and zinc. It's okay, just well, it's you know, miraculous. Okay. Um, I'm just wondering. I used to take emergency all the time, and then I stopped taking it because of the coloring. Because someone said it's not healthy to have that coloring in your system, but it kept seemed to work really well for me. Is that something that you see as a good thing for me, or keep away from it? The emergency. When I ask, is it in Susie's best interest to take emergency, I get a no. Oh, okay. Okay. So well, I'll try when to I ask, is it family. in your best interest to take 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C, of ester C. Now, ester C is buffered, so it's going to mm-hmm. be less acidic on your stomach. It's easier okay. for the stomach to, to process. And then the zinc, the ester C and zinc. Is it in Susie's best interest to take ester C and zinc every day? Yes. Is it in her best interest to take it three times a day while she's feeling ill? Yes. So you don't have any colors and stuff in there. I think think that's good. Good advice with the coloring. Anything that's got dye in it probably. Yeah. And is this something you recommend I take all the time or just while I have this cold symptom? I think if you take it three times a day, Susie, it's going to really help knock out that crud that you have. But okay. I take 1,000 of C and 50 of zinc every morning with my regular vitamins. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I take 1,000 yeah. of regular C, like the regular Costco brand C, but yeah. not this ester C. That's okay. I like the ester C better because it's mm-hmm. just easier on the stomach, and your stomach's okay. tender anyways because of the yeasties. So yeah. let me go back to your intestines. And see what's going on. Okay. All right. It's all cleared out. The inflammation's down. I'm going to shoot some energy through you. And, uh, okay. Yeah, your sinuses are inflamed in your head. Uh Let me get those calmed down. What inflammation looks like to me, everybody, is it just looks like red fog. Um, The fog Uh that fog machines make, that athletes run through the fog coming onto the football field. Or the basketball court. And that's what it Mm -hmm. looks like. Just looks like red fog. So I put anti-inflammatory energy on it, which to me looks like royal blue fog. But the Mm. fog is dry. It's doesn't, it's not like fog that we feel when we go outside and it's foggy because that feels wet and misty. You, especially in San Francisco, know what that feels like. But (laughs) it's, it's more of a dry fog. And so I'm putting the, blue anti-inflammatory energy on your sinuses. Yeah, they're really inflamed. Do you have a neti pot? Yeah, I do. I just wondered if I should use it. After yeah, you, I didn't absolutely. know whether you're supposed to do it preventative or once you have yeah. it, whether you're allowed to do it or not or supposed to do yeah. it or not. It'll so. just rinse out your nose and your okay, sinuses. I'll do it. It's going to help a lot. And you, you know you use saline with it. Yeah, it comes with packets, the one I have. Okay. So. And you know what I use for that, uh, Susie, is I use purified bottled water like Dasani, Dasani or um, oh, okay. Aquafina or, or the Nestle. Those are all microfiltered and ozonated. And I'll mm-hmm. put it in a, a measuring cup, a glass measuring cup, and I'll microwave it for maybe a minute. Just test mm-hmm. it, it, just so that it's lukewarm, and then mm-hmm. put the saline in it, and then use that in your neti pot. 
Okay, okay that's great. Thank you. It'll yeah, warm I wondered it up. about the neti pot. Yeah, I thought maybe if you did, if you wait till you're already sick, you're not pasteurized. Something I didn't know. So I'm really grateful. Wow, right. that's great. I'll yeah, do that'll that. help a lot. And that's going to help get all that stuff out of your sinuses so that it doesn't get a bacterial infection up there, mm-hmm. and it will help calm down those irritated tissues too in your sinuses. Great. A lot of people that I talk to when we talk about the neti pot. They'll say, yeah, I just use tap water. Never use tap water. It's got all kinds of stuff in it, fluoride and all kinds of other chemicals. Use purified water. Distilled water you can get in those big plastic Mm -hmm. jugs for a couple Mm -hmm. bucks at the grocery store. Or I just use bottled water because I've got it handy. And that's purified too. So that'll work too. But I think it's viral. I think the sea and zinc's really going to help. I saw an article a couple of days ago about vitamin C IVs is are curing sepsis. And oh, wow. And they've they've really sepsis is one of the biggest killers in hospitals. People get yeah, killed my mother in law got that. She died. Yeah, yeah. killed my dad. And wow. uh, and so they're curing it with vitamin C IVs. Vitamin C is really a, a miracle hmm. component that's out there that we can utilize. So well, so I have a pot in my hand. Thank you so okay, much. Girl. Love your show. Great talking to you. I hope you feel better. I will. Thank you so much. You bet. Have a great night. Okay. Bye-bye. Good luck, everyone. Have you ever heard of Cozy Earth bedding? It's your ultimate luxury escape. Cozy Earth sheets are temperature regulating and incredibly soft, and they even have a 10-year warranty. They're made from organic bamboo and silk, are hypoallergenic and even antimicrobial. Cozy Earth sheets are so amazing. They've been on Oprah's favorite things list for five years in a row, and I have them on my bed right now. So if you're ready to elevate your sleep, Cozy Earth has a special offer for just for my listeners. Go to CozyEarth.com and use the code AskJulie for a 35% discount. That's C-O-Z-Y Earth.com and use code AskJulie for a 35% discount. Upgrade your sleep with Cozy Earth Bedding. I love them, and so will you. Okay. All right. We've got a bunch of questions that have been submitted online, and so let's go to one of those. The first one is from Gloria, and Gloria lives in Pelham, Alabama, which is close by Birmingham, where I am. And she says, hi, Julie, my parents were divorced and have both passed on. I would like to know if they've seen each other in heaven. Do people recognize people with whom they had a relationship in life? What happens with multiple marriages and with abusive marriages? For instance, I have an aunt whom I hope is not around my awful uncle in heaven. (laughs) I thought that was cute that she said that. She went on to say, I know people look forward to seeing their loved ones in heaven. What about the unhappy relationships? Thanks. And here's my response. Hi, Gloria. What great questions. Here are my thoughts. Yes, we see our deceased loved ones when we die and go into non-physical, otherwise known as heaven. All spirits are limitless beings of pure positive love and acceptance. All, and then I put in parentheses, what we would consider to be bad, 
and parentheses, personality traits are left behind with the body when a person dies. So even when a human relationship is difficult, when the parties return to non-physical spirit form, their relationship is fabulous. So great question from Gloria. And a little bit more on that. When we die or when we have a loved one die, the all the personality traits stay with the body. And whether that body is buried or it's cremated or whatever, those personality traits stay there because all spirits are just pure love and light, pure energy. And there's no negative anything in the spirit world. There's no hell. There's no purgatory. There's only love and light. Okay, that hell and purgatory stuff was all formulated throughout the ages to control the masses. It was intended to keep people operating and and their behavior in a certain way so that people could be controlled. And so the worst worst people that we can think of, the Hitlers, the you know, the whomevers that caused all kinds of awful atrocities when they were alive, their spirits when they left their bodies they all went to heaven. Everybody goes to heaven. So that's first of all. Secondly, when spirits appear to me and I communicate with them on behalf of someone, their personality traits, positive ones, will come out. But that's just, they're doing that. It's almost like they're doing that so that I can identify who they are and help the person with whom I'm working identify them. But they don't have those traits in the spirit world. Certainly, there are more enlightened spirits than others, but it's all positive. And nobody judges somebody's more enlightened than somebody else when they're all in non-physical. Because anything that we want when we're in non-physical or in spirit form, we manifest immediately. Unlike when we're in human form, we have to work at manifesting things. You know, we have to have a thought, we have to take action, we have to do all of those different steps in order for things to manifest. So that's kind of a little bit more information for Gloria. And um, Gloria, thanks for submitting that question. That was a really terrific one. We do the show every Thursday night, and it's at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific, Go online to AskJulieRyan.com, my website. Scroll down to the bottom of the homepage and you will find it. That's number one, door number one. Door number two, behind door number two, you can find it on the uh, podcast menus for iTunes and Stitcher and iHeart and all the different outlets that are available to download the podcast. When you download it in the description of that show, it'll have these call-in numbers and the times to call in and the access code. And then the last place is if you sign up for my newsletter, which is my blog, comes out on Thursday mornings in the body of the newsletter where it says, hi, here's what was, here's the question that was submitted this week, and then I answer it. Also, in the body of that, you'll see the call-in information and call-in numbers. So you can sign up for my newsletter by going to AskJulieRyan.com, and you'll just see a little box that you check that says subscribe, and you put in your first name and your email address, and then, and then you'll get to read a lot of these questions that are submitted online, and, and then I answer one. I pick one each week, and I answer it. Also, when you're on my website, sign up for an appointment. 
because that gives us a whole hour to go over whatever you want to discuss. And that can range from medical scans to pet scans to house scans to uh, talking with your deceased loved ones, future things. Uh, I mean, it can run the whole gamut. But we'll have a whole hour to do a deep dive on whatever it is you want to talk about. And it ends up being really fun and really informative. And if you've got a medical condition, that's when we have the opportunity to really do some serious healings um, during that time. So, um, so please consider doing that as well. Okay, let's go to our next question. This one's from Regina, and Regina lives in Mexico City, Mexico. And she asked, hi, Julie, for the past eight years, I've been changing my career path a lot, trying to find what I'm really passionate about. I studied a marketing degree, but never worked on marketing related stuff because I love dancing ballet. So I followed my passion and took a two year certification course to become a ballet teacher. I then taught for six years, but felt like I was made for something bigger, like I needed to do something with more impact in the world. Now, I'm about to finish a certification on health coaching, thinking that maybe my path is more related to teaching people how to be healthy. And I'm still getting that feeling that I'm not doing what I really came here to do. Do you have any advice on how I can connect with myself and my guides to find some clarity and find my path? Thanks a lot. And here's my response. Hi, Regina. Although it may seem like you've been floundering in your career over the past eight years, each venture has been preparing you for what's to come. In order to get some guidance, I connected to you with the specific request that I'd be shown something that will help you find your life's path. And boy, did I get some answers. First, so what I did, what you heard me do with Patty and then with Susie was I saw a laser beam connect to Regina down in Mexico City. So I'm in Birmingham, Alabama. It went southwest to connect to her in Mexico City. And I had asked that question before I even got her on my radar. And I saw this whole scene. It was like I was watching a movie in my head. And this all related to her, her, just kind of her life's path. So I go back to say, first I saw flamenco dancers performing for an audience of patients in a hospital. They were in a big room, like a a big uh, multi-purpose room, if you will, and they had a stage in there, but the patients were male and female, there were a variety of ages, and they were dressed in hospital gowns. Some sat in wheelchairs, some were hooked up to IVs. I could see the IV bag hanging on a pole that was next to them. Uh, some were wearing cannulas. That's that tube with those two little ports that go up into the nostrils and it pumps oxygen into somebody when somebody's in the hospital and they're on oxygen. I know you've all seen those. And, uh, and some were able to walk on their own. All were dressed in hospital gowns and robes. Over the next few minutes, I saw dancers perform numbers from several different countries. There were Irish step dancers, and they were all dressed in the native costumes, if you will, of their countries. So the Irish step dancers had costumes on that would represent that. There were Chinese dragon dancers. Sometimes you'll see in the Chinese New Year, there's, it's really common that you'll, there, there's a Chinese dragon dance that's done. And 
and uh, dancers will don this almost like it's a it's a dragon made out of cloth and it has a big head and then it's tail. There'll be several dancers behind the dancer that's wearing the, the head and then they'll they'll do their dance with that. Those are pretty fun. I saw French ballerinas, look, which to me looked like a scene from Swan Lake, African tribal dancers, etc. You get the idea. The patients loved it. I also got, and I have that in quotes, when I say I got something, that means that I got the idea or I got the information. I got that you can start a nonprofit organization that entertains sick people with an international dance show. You can utilize local dance schools throughout Mexico to train volunteers. Some may be students at those various schools. And I believe you can get funding for this project from pharmaceutical companies and from public performances. I also believe you can spread your organizations to other countries. So it was very clear to me that Big Pharma would help fund this if she approached them and approached the right departments for the big pharmaceutical companies. And and there are lots of pharmaceutical companies. They don't all have to be big, but I got pharmaceutical companies, which was interesting that that was the main thing that I got that could fund this venture. And then also I saw these dancers performing in a big auditorium in a theater with hundreds of seats, if not thousands, where it could be a public fundraising opportunity to help fund this venture as well. I went back to say, this is all just an abbreviated version of the possibilities. This one enterprise can utilize many of your skill sets, your dance teacher, health industry, and marketing backgrounds could all come in handy. As an inventor and a serial entrepreneur myself, I've had lots of experience with this. Here's how it works. You get an idea, you research its feasibility, and then you take one step at a time. As you stay focused on what you want to accomplish, the adventure will unfold in ways you can't imagine. It's almost magical. Hope this information sparks some entrepreneurial ideas for you. So I think sometimes we beat ourselves up if we feel like we're not accomplishing things because we've tried lots of different jobs or lots of different industries. And what I have found in my life and then also watching other loved ones and friends is that we build on every experience that we get. So we need to consider that it's just the step to the next experience. Like in this situation with Regina being a ballet teacher, she was a dance teacher and having this marketing ability and then, you know, the healthcare field It was so interesting to me to watch this vision of this international dance show. Who knows whether she's going to do anything with it or not, but I just thought it was fun that that all came about. And that's what's happened to me as an inventor and an serial entrepreneur. I've started nine companies from scratch, and they've been in a bunch of different industries. I've been in the medical industry. I've been in the natural gas industry advertising, long-term care, data privacy and security. I have invented surgical devices with a communications degree and a minor in marketing. People ask me all the time, where are you an engineer? And I said, no, but I know how to hire really good engineers. I have the ideas and then they help draw it up and then, but I'm the inventor. 
you know, you can hire people that can do engineering work. Uh, for my different companies, I don't have any experience in any of those industries, but how it worked would be I would get an idea on something and then I would research it. I'd see if there was a product out there like it or a service out there like it. And even if there was, you can modify it to make it better or different or serve a different niche in a, in a, um, you know, in a business community, like my data privacy and security business. Now we focus on companies that have less than a thousand employees. So that's a niche that most companies focus on the really big guys. We focus on the small guys because a two or five person company has the same security requirements and they're governed by the same laws as the big dogs, the big guys, the big companies. So how it's worked for me is I'll have an idea, I'll do some research on the feasibility of the idea, I'll see what the competition is, I'll see what price points are, that kind of thing. And then I'll, I'll figure out what do I need to do? Do I need to invent a product? Do I need to come up with a service? Do I need patents? I have a bunch of those. Do I need trademarks? I have a bunch of those as well. And it is so much easier now with the internet. My goodness. When I started my career 35 years ago, and I started my first company at 25, by the way, we didn't have the internet. But pretty much everything you need, you have access to now online, worldwide. So get an idea, research it. You can research it online and then take a step. And then the next thing's going to appear to you. After you take that step, you take another step, the next thing's going to appear to you. You take another step, the next thing's going to appear to you. All the right people are going to show up. Now, certainly it's a roller coaster ride, but that's the fun of it. That's what makes it an adventure. And so there's no way you can imagine all the things that are going to unfold. And again, that's what makes it fun. You can write up a business plan for something, but that's pretty much just used to get investment capital. Nobody ever follows a business plan because life happens and, and things unfold in ways that we can't imagine. So thoughts that we get are not our thoughts. Our heads are like satellite dishes and we receive thoughts based on what we're thinking about. So that's how we get guidance. That's divine guidance, I believe. So it's almost like we're reaching out. We're on a frequency of something, for instance, in Regina's case, on this dance thing that I'm seeing. So that's going to attract more thoughts, and more thoughts are going to build on top of that. And that's just how it works. So never be afraid to try stuff because it's always the fun thing to do. And, and it's really rewarding when it works out. And when it doesn't work out, you just learn from it. And then my favorite word for when things don't work out is next. You just go on to the next thing, whether that be a relationship or a company or whatever. Next, next. Okay, here's another quick question. Stacy from Anchorage, Alaska asked, Hi, Julie. Can you please look at my teenage daughter Allison's right hip? It's been hurting her all day. And here's my response. Hi, Stacy. In order to investigate your daughter's hip pain, I first connected to you and from you to her. I then psychically asked her permission to scan her. She granted it. If anybody ever asks me to scan somebody other than themselves, I always ask their permission first because I believe it's an invasion of privacy otherwise. So most of the time I get 
permission. Sometimes I don't. And usually when I don't, interestingly enough, it's usually little kids. And they'll just say, no, you can't, no. You know, and, and then I'll have to have their parent or whoever's asking me to scan them, give them, talk to them, and then normally they'll let me. But it's an ethical thing with me. I don't scan anybody that doesn't want to be scanned. I went on to say, I could see that Allison's hip was very inflamed, so I covered it with anti-inflammatory energy. Again, that's that blue energy that I see to help relieve her pain and to give me a better view of what was happening. It looks like her hip's out of alignment and simply needs a chiropractic adjustment. When I watched Allison get an energetic adjustment, her hip returned to its normal position and the inflammation dissipated, which means the soreness and all the all the discomfort dissipates when the body doesn't have inflammation. And then I said, do you have a chiropractor? If not, ask your family and friends for a referral. My chiropractor, Ellen, is fabulous. I've gone to her for 17 years, I think. When I have any kind of orthopedic type pain, she fixes me within a few minutes. It's almost magical. Hope you find a good one too. For those of you that use chiropractors, you know you can walk into their office in pain and a lot of the time within 10 minutes or so once they see you, it doesn't take them very long to give you an adjustment. You walk out of there and you don't have any pain. It's, it's amazing. And there aren't any drugs involved in that and they just fix it. So, all right, here's another question that was submitted online. This one is from Sarah, and Sarah's from the Shetland Isles in Scotland. And she said, hi, Julie, I was driving to work the other night, and your show started playing in the car through my phone, which prompted me to send in a question. I find your show fascinating. Me too. I find it fascinating too. Okay, my husband and I are going to go for IVF treatment in the next few months, so I'm preparing and getting myself in tip-top condition. We're hoping to bring another child into our lives. We now have a little girl who was conceived through IVF five years ago. I would like to know if we'll be successful this time and if everything will be okay. Really hope to hear back from you. All the best, Sarah. And here's my response. Hi, Sarah. Great to hear from you. Yes, I believe you will conceive and have at least one additional child. And I believe all will go well. When I connected to you, I could see two babies' energies attached to your energy field. They look like orbs you most likely have seen in a photograph and like the bubble of light the good witch Glenda uses to enter Munchkin Land in The Wizard of Oz. Most of us have seen that movie, you know, how the good witch comes in and it's a it's like a bubble of light that she rides into Munchkin Land on. And by the way, orbs in pictures, a lot of times family pictures, you'll see orbs. Those are spirits of loved ones who are around you and the digital cameras are just picking up their energy. They look like orbs in the picture. I saw a photograph recently of a an old theater here in Birmingham called the Lyric Theater that was being redone. And it was one of those really ornate, gorgeous theaters with a pipe organ. And it was, I think it was built in the late 1800s. And I saw different pictures of the renovations. Well, one of the pictures I saw had just a ton of these orbs in it all over where the seating was. There were orbs on stage. So sometime I'm going to go back and look at that picture and see if I can figure out who all those spirits were that were in that theater. I don't know if they were patrons or if they were everybody from really famous people, Bing Crosby and Milton Berle and 
all kinds of people sang and performed there. So I thought that was kind of fun that it had all those orbs in it. All right, I go back to my answer. One baby's spirit is above your shoulder and the other is a bit behind in the distance. And it reminded me of if you go by a big airport at night and there are a bunch of planes that are lined up ready to land, especially in a big city like Atlanta or L.A. or someplace like that, and you can see that the planes are stacked up out in the distance. You can just see kind of a a light, like a ball of light that's that some are closer than others. And that's what this reminded me of. This one baby spirit was right above her shoulder, which means that one's imminent. But then another one was a bit behind that in the distance. This means at this moment in time, two babies have the possibility of joining your family. Relax, though. They're not twins. (laughs) As you prepare for your next child, please check out the Better Baby book by Lana Asprey, M.D., Dr. Asprey not only restored her own fertility, she's she's an expert on what moms can do before they get pregnant to be healthy themselves and help their babies be healthy as well. Good luck and have fun making those babies. Practice, 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 Miss Sarah. That'll be the fun part. Okay. We are about out of time. Thank you for joining me this evening. Thanks to Patty and Susie for calling in. Please call in next week. Those of you that are listening, if you can, submit your questions online. And, uh, and I look forward to talking to you then. I hope your, your weekend is terrific, and I hope your, your early week next week is as well. And until next Thursday, take care, everybody. Thanks. Bye now. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan and like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com. This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.